welcome back to the Natty Scene and the Coffee Date. No, 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 the M&M update. That's what I mean, not the Coffee yeah. Date. Although, you Same know, because thing. we don't... The we don't decaffeinated update. Decaffeinated update, exactly. The decaffeinated M&M update with um, your two favourite hosts in the entire world, AJ Morris and Vicky Misita. Um, so I hope you guys have all had a good week. And we're just going to dive straight into it. Um, so AJ, how's your week been so far? It's been a busy one, hasn't it? Yeah, been a busy one. We were just talking about how many podcasts we were doing this week. So been both releasing a lot of content and, and being stuck into the fitness industry as we are. Uh, it's been a very productive week for me. I mean, I, I haven't exactly, I think the official sort of announcement kind of thing of, of, of me working with a company is going to be released, I think, early next week. But it's very exciting um, in terms of the fact that it's multiple products. It's not one product. Um and it's uh, it's more so for me, and the reality is I'm going to make a video as to why I chose to to work with this guy and this company. For me, it's not so much about the product, the subs, or anything like that. The reality is he's trying to build a team, and he's trying to build a family, and people that want to build up the business together. Um, and I'm more interested in, I saw a bit of me in him, and he saw a bit of him in me kind of thing. No fucking homo. Um <laughs> But Bro love. yeah, we we both sort of resonated with each other quite a lot with the direction that we both want to head. Um, and it, it just seemed a very good fit for me. So I'm excited about that and obviously to see how it goes. These things are never set in stone, but it's an exciting, exciting prospect. And it, and it means that I can, you know, have something else to be talking about and to just to, just to build myself up a little bit more as well. And also build my knowledge because from a... From a supplement point of view, I'm a very basic guy, or always have been. I was very honest with the with with the guy that, that I was talking to about this. You know, I was like, mate, I don't don't use a lot of supplements. I really don't, you know. But I'm willing to learn more if you sort of tell me as to why I would be using something, so then I can pass down that knowledge and then I'll see amongst my own honest. You know, I'm allowed to be honest. I'm not like a BPI athlete who says you have to use this whey <laughs> protein. You know, I can say sponsored by BPI. Yeah, you know, I can say I can say that this product I don't like it. You know, and I don't personally get on with it or something like that. You know, but I can equally say that I I think this product's good. Um, good. so yeah, that's exciting. So that's that that happened on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. So that was good. And um, we sort of met up together and and I had a bit of a training session and then went out for some food, which is great. And then. Rest of this week, normal week, training's been going well, getting back off, off the deload, sort of feel, feeling much fresher, no Good. niggles, no pains. Uh, I don't know if you know, Vicky, but <laughs> I don't know if you know, but today is actually my birthday. Oh, dude! <laughs> yeah, today's my birthday, so I haven't really told anyone. <laughs> no, you little shit. How did that not come up on here as well? <laughs> Oh, AJ, now I feel awful. You don't have to feel awful at all. No one else knows. Jack didn't know yesterday. I don't care. This is me. You don't care about Jack. Jack's like your best friend, but I'm your bae. And you didn't even tell me that it was your birthday. I'm sad. It's fine. Um... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sad. Right, well, you'll have something belated then. Yeah, I mean, I don't have to. You now know the date, so you won't miss it again. I'm Um... not. I'm going to, like, tattoo it onto my forehead. (laughs) Honestly. Uh, so yeah, but today's just another day in my book, so I don't I don't really celebrate my birthday that much. Um so I'm twenty two, which is cool. 
Um, I'm now no longer 21, but I could still be uh, a junior bodybuilder for like the next this year and next, which which is cool. So, um, but yeah, that's that. That's uh, I won't be doing anything today because my sister's actually away in a different country, so it's just me and my dad. So. I don't think we're going out for food or anything. I don't. I don't actually want to. Um, so, yeah. and uh, I think he's working. So, uh, it's just another day for me. But the cool thing is that it's a Friday, so it coincides with a leg day, and that's the main thing that I'm happy about. Um, and it coincides with obviously our coffee day. So at updates. least I got to see you on your birthday, which yeah. makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. you and no me stress. are gonna fall out. Yeah. No, we'll fall out. <laughs> but not to hide that from me again, little shit. Anyway. Mine's not for a few I'm months. I'm not purposely so. hiding it, man. You know, no, I just I don't know. speak about these things. I know it is weird, though, isn't it? When you get older, you tend not to think about it. It's like last year, I remember um, Scott was saying, "What do you want for your birthday?" And I said, "Oh, I've got loads of time yet. What are you asking me that for?" And then all of a sudden, it was like, "Shit, it's like in two days <laughs> that yeah. that bastard crept up on me." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't expect to to receive anything. Like, I, I think I've got a few cards to open and things like that, but my my, you know, my birthday's not not about that. You know, I don't see birthdays about gifts or anything. I've, I, if if I'm at the stage, luckily, where if if I if I'd like something, I can just go out and sort of get it, kind of thing. But I I don't really want anything. You know, I've I have everything that I need right now. I think yeah. then the next investment for me is, you know, potentially moving out in the future and um and then getting a, a really wacky cool setup for like my my office space yeah. where I work so like a, a desktop uh, desktop style Mac uh, really cool podcast setup where I haven't got fucking boxes and <laughs> boxes and plastic Tupperwares to hold everything no I, I want things bowl. yeah man bowl fucking everything's like cardboard boxes I'd um yeah I, I'm looking forward to that so that's the next thing on my horizon sort of personally is just moving out getting my own place and and sort of building my own epic man cave of peace <laughs> epic man cave of peace i love anyway, that anyway enough about me and blagging about the fact that vicky didn't realize it's my birthday i know <laughs> so sad and um uh how is your week vic apart from the torment that you've just gone through <laughs> i know yeah now that i feel crappy on the top of your week <laughs> Um, to be perfectly honest, yeah, this week's been a, a good. So um, I obviously follow in your footsteps because we have to do exactly the same thing all the time, yes. um, including make egg whites in the same fucking pan because otherwise we're not I one of these. I actually put mine in the microwave last night. So. Whoop! Yeah, see, yeah. there you are. They're see. just quicker, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they are, right. And it saves washing out a pan when it gets stuck to it, all those little crispy bits. Yeah, agreed. I think the microwave the microwave's the way forward when you don't want... Cause when you don't want a huge amount of volume from it either, because you can create like an egg white omelette and like create a huge amount of volume, but when yeah. you're when you're on gaining macros, you don't really necessarily want that. So last night I, could, I was just listening to a JP podcast and he was talking about like people pushing up and gaining weight. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna eat again." <laughs> Chuck, That's I so funny. Whites, chucked some rice on it. I was like, "Yeah, okay, let's 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 see a bit more." <laughs> <laughs> inspired by jp's mm. mountain of food yeah. and sorbet right anyway your week <clears throat> yeah yeah so um, so yeah i've just come off the back of a deload week um i back squatted for the first time in like three months as well yesterday because i couldn't actually get the angle of a back squat with my shoulder being as bad as it was yeah um, sure. everything that was like external rotation and internal rotation was really um hurting my shoulder and was 
Oh, it was just horrible. So I haven't back squatted for about three months. I've just been doing safety bar squats. Okay. Um, but I managed to back squat yesterday, um, coming off the back of a deload, and um, smashed the leg session. I was really, really happy with it. Got a PR on my squats Great. for um, 110 for five. So I was really, really pleased with that, um, especially cool. considering the fact that um, I was having niggles and everything else, and I was just thinking, you know, um, this deload. What niggles deload- did you have? Say again. What niggles did you have? So I had my shoulder and my wrists were really painful. Mm, okay. Like my wrist is still a little bit more painful because I've strained the tendon, hence the reason why I've got this amazing little wrist guard thing on, um, because it just stops me from kind of moving my wrist again in an external rotation because you've got a tendon obviously here. If people aren't in watching on YouTube, why not? But yeah, so you've got Sorry, a little tendon hand. that runs down your ulna, okay? Yeah. And if you strain it normally from like a twisting injury or something along those lines, it swells. So every time that you move your wrist in a sideways direction, it pinches in between your two bones. Um, And that's what it's doing. So this wrist guard basically stops me from doing that movement and pinching it and inflaming it some more. Okay. So those were the niggles that I was having. And my knees were a little bit sore as well. Mm. Um, So I have actually started implementing some more glucosamine now. And I know there's... There's not a great deal of evidence to say that it helps, but when I stopped taking it, I did start to notice that my knees were getting a bit sorer and and everything. So it could just be a placebo effect, but if it's a placebo effect that works, then... Do you you take a curcumin, Vic? No, I'm not taking curcumin for the simple fact that it was bloody expensive. Yeah, it is quite expensive. Mm, Um, What's the one that I use? I I use one that's a little less expensive and you can get more in a tub. You know, so you're not, you know, not like gotten 30 capsules. I use the one from Nutri Advanced. Oh, right. Okay, um, yeah. They do I'll like a cucumin megazorb kind of thing. It's the same thing. It's just got, the reason why it's got megazorb with it is yeah. it's got bioperine in it, which is the the, the black pepper kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, the black pepper extract. So there is two different types of one as well. It's funny, isn't it, talking about supplements. It's quite a good idea. Yeah. Um, there are two different ones. So they've got curcumin, which is just basically turmeric ex- extract, yes, um, yep. which people put into their curries and stuff like that. Then you've got curcumin with pepperine, which yep. is just the black pepper. And then you've got bioprene, yep. which is the black pepper extract, which is yep. the more potent side of things. Now, for people who are looking and listening to this, don't just go for the curcumin, which is turmeric extract, because you won't uptake it as well as the one without the bioprene in it or the pepperine. Yeah. You need the black, pe- black pepper extract in order to uptake it properly. Yeah, but sure. no, it's a good shout, actually. I, I completely forgot about it. I haven't had it in such a long time, but it's a good shout. I might just get some more. Yeah, um, I mean, from a de- <coughs> dealing with inflammation standpoint, it's, it turns to have some quite good, quite good literature on it. And, mm. you know, you... <laughs> The thing is, when you buy something like that, you know, it, you don't, over the short term, you're not really going to feel an effect. It's not like paracetamol takes away pain. It's like it, over the long term of using it, you might experience less inflammation, in my yeah. opinion. Um, and also, I like, I do things like raise it up a little bit on really taxing lower body days where you're carrying not only a lot of localized fatigue but you're carrying a lot of systemic inflammation from the fact that it's such a hard body part to recover from so I tend to up it on those days and well at the moment my recovery's you know pretty shit hot so if if that plays a role in it then cool you know Mm. the more you can recover the more you can train 
all this is it, right? And yeah. the fact is, is that your calories are at such a point now where, and your nutrient uptake is very, very good. Yeah. The fact all of these these things do play a part into your recovery. I mean, we discovered not so long ago that obviously my guts aren't brilliant. Yes. Um, and because of that, my nutritional uptake cannot be, it can't optimal. be 100%, yeah. you know, and it can't be optimal for this nutritional uptake. And of course, that's what affecting your sleep and everything has a knock on effect. Sure. So making sure that all of your little boxes are, are ticked and all the stars are aligned and the moon is full and, and everything else at all helps. And that supplementation is just that little cherry on the top. Um, and that's what we were going to kind of lead in and discuss quite well today, actually. So it's worked in well, hasn't it, with you obviously mm. um, having talks with a supplement provider as well. Sure. And then having a look into it. So we've had a few questions this week in regards to what kind of supplements can people take in order to help them make the gains that they want. Sure. And I always reply by saying, um, the basics. none of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely none of them. You want to get your food on point and you want to get your um, training on point. And then after that, you can have a look at the, the minutiae aspects. So yeah. in terms of just getting ready to get ready for a beach holiday then, AJ, what would you say to people in terms of um, the major box ticking things that they should be doing rather than the minutiae ones? I mean, from a standpoint of, of making sure that your your like using the supplements that have the most research behind them, creatine monohydrate is certainly something that I would, would, would want most people to be using. Because... Okay, go, let's keep on with that creatine. Yeah. I've had a couple of people who say, do I really need creatine? Because they've had it and they haven't seen an effect. Yeah, well, the thing is they probably won't see an effect because they're probably not drinking enough water to hydrate optimally to actually uptake the creatine and use it for the, the fact that it's sending... Sending hydration, it's, it's going to affect hydration status a little bit. It's also going to affect sort of intramuscular fullness. So yeah. without hydration, you're not going to have the ability to increase intramuscular fullness. So um, the other th side of the thing is it's like creatine is like the whole part of the energy equation with like ATP, etc. So there is actually like research to suggest that it can increase strength, it can increase power output. So it's why like sprint athletes will take it, you know, you won't see a sprint athlete that won't take creatine. Mm -hmm. um, so I, yeah, I, I think most people don't see an effect because they expect to, you know, blow up or gain a load of size exactly, off, off, right? off five grams of creatine a day. And the reality is you just, you, you're just not going to see that kind of effect off, exactly. a, off a supplement that's, that's providing something fairly minimal, but, but warranted. And the thing is, as well, with creatine, how how the fuck do you know? Mm. How the hell do you know that it's not benefiting you? You do yeah. not have a tester that's actually going to say, yes, the creatine monohydrate is actually doing this and this pathway, and that's improving you by that 1%. You don't know. So just kind of keep on it. All of the research, like you just suggested, is stating that it is going to have a beneficial effect, especially for that minutia people as well. So yeah, it's, sorry to interrupt. It just got it got on my wig a little yeah. bit the other day I mean, when they were saying it. Jeff Nippard recently made a very good video on creatine and like you know why you should be using it. And of course, there, there's there's some people that will be what we deem as non-responders. Yeah. There's there's people that will non respond to a lot of things. Um but creatine is one that pretty much the majority of the people will see the, the positive side effects of of the supplement. Um 
Do you so, find the non-responders for creatine mm. have also got a very high um, beef intake in their nutrition? Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, Jeff mentioned in the video that, that you'd have to consume a fucking, like, a herd Truck of cattle to, to, to consume anywhere near sort of the five gram threshold for creatine through red yeah. meat. So, so people that are consuming a lot of red meat and saying, ah, I don't need creatine because I consume a lot of red meat, uh, I don't think that's warranted. Um, so yeah, you know, even if I eat a lot of red meat, I'd still be having five grams of creatine a day. Um, it's found in a lot of, you know, a lot of people put it in pre-workouts. Um, you know, so if you're taking a pre-workout, just check, check the label and well, you should be checking your labels anyway, but you know, check the label just to see whether it has creatine in it. Cause you might not even need to buy it if it's in your regular pre-workout supplement. Um, but I, yeah, I just recommend that you're, you know, there is some evidence to suggest that when you're very new to creatine, you can saturate levels by doing a loading phase and yeah. then going back to the five grams. Essentially, what, what, what that'll mean is that you'll reach peak threshold sooner than you will if you just can, if you just start at five grams. Yeah. So that's why people were saying, you know, you should load creatine. But over the course of time, if you're taking five grams a day every day, you're going to reach the threshold at some point. For sure. And then you're just going to keep it consistent. Um, outside of that, you know, with competitors as well, a lot of competitors pull their creatine in the final few weeks in the in the thought process that they're holding on to some level of water weight through creatine. But like mm-hmm. I said, the water weight that you're holding from creatine is intramuscular. That's exactly where you want it. Yeah, so exactly. pull pull water weight intramuscularly, and you you will look worse. You will gap. You will legitimately look shitter. So yeah, you definitely, flat. yeah, you definitely don't want to pull creatine. Um, I've had periods of time when I've been away on holidays, like when I went to the States for like three weeks, I didn't have creatine with me. And I noticed a considerable difference in fullness uh, upon getting back. And then I gained like three pounds like over the course of like two days because of just getting back on creatine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look no different from a body composition standpoint in terms of level of conditioning, but I was able to fill out basically um so so that's some of the the differences that you'll notice but a lot of people see those and they're like they see the scale weight going up and they're like fuck creatine no like no that's why scale weight like the whole thing we talk about scale weight is fucking number you know you take creatine you look better keep looking better you know Mm. um so that's that and then you know outside of that a decent quality omega-3 um, that you're not going to get from your diet, especially if you're running at a diet that's potentially lower fats. Um, you know, you're not going to be able to get in a lot of fattier fishes, etc. So mm. supplement supplementing with a with a decent quality omega three, either in liquid form or capsule form. You're just going to look at the process in which it's potentially been ox- oxygenated. So yeah. Um, that's the only thing with them is that there's a lot that are like if you go to like Holland and Barrett and buy the cheapest one, it, it will probably be shit. It's also the EPA to DHA rating that you've got to pay a little bit of attention to. Exactly. On that note, I always recommend red krill oil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that not... one's a really really good one. The yeah. the fact is is that it's almost it's, the EPA and DHA profile for it or the ratio for it is absolutely bob on and some of the best ones that I've had and some of the most recent evidence in in terms of taking um more exogenous kind of supplementation for it um is better 
than your bog standard omega-369 or your cod liver oil or something along those lines. So red krill oil is, is really good. And I, I can actually send you a, um, a link to the paper that I was – the, the, the study had it on so we can put it on on the comments on this one if people yeah, are interested okay. on it if people don't cool. want to read about fish then fine you don't yeah, have to um i don't really particularly mind but yeah so okay so so that's cool so anything else that you would um recommend supplementation wise um yeah i mean you know from from a convenience standpoint you could look at a whey protein or a whey sure. isolate uh, outside of that, you know, a high, a, a decent quality multivitamin, just again, from an insurance policy point of view. So, yeah. you know, most people, especially when they're, when they're even newer to training and even some experienced athletes are not going to be aware of the, the micronutrition that you have to get into to meet the basic guidelines. So mm-hmm. I'd be doing that. If you're living in the UK, everyone's vitamin D deficient, like everyone. Sure. Vitamin D is, 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 is very important from an immune system functioning point of view. Very important. So I, I personally dose vitamin D extremely high, um, especially mm. in the colder months. So, you know, you might look at um, like an RDA. The, the issue with RDA is it's, it's, it's a bare minimum. Um, yeah. So RDA on vitamin D is, is extremely low. But, you know, there's people in, in, in sort of studies that have gone you know, extremely high on vitamin D with no sort of adverse side effects. It, even in like when people are trying to recover an immune system, they'll like, and I'm sure you know this as a nurse, like they'll put you on like vitamin D and IV drips, you know, like mm. they'll, 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 they'll put it intra, intravenous, won't they? So, yeah. And the, the, the dosages on that are like fucking off the charts. Oh yeah, um, they're they're astronomical, and that's yeah. because your vitamin D levels. I mean, it does obviously depend what you're being treated for, of course. But if it is an immunodeficiency, yeah. so um, a lot of people who have, say, uh, Crohn's disease or something, they are immunocompromised, and then they're put on immunosuppressant drugs as well. Yeah. So sure. um, that those are the kind of things that they can have intravenously, and they have those. Um, what are they called? They're like these build-up shakes that they have to give their gut a rest from actually digesting fruits. It's just these nutri- nutritious drinks that are just full of nutrition. Yeah. And they're loaded with vitamin D as well. Yeah. Um, so that's a big thing that people use. Um, but yeah, vitamin D definitely. And one tip on vitamin D, if you are going to have it in tablet form, have it at night before you go to bed because oh, caffeine, yeah, caffeine counteracts it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. If you're having it in the morning with your morning coffee, then obviously you're just basically wasting it. It's not getting absorbed. Yeah, yeah, so for people who are taking vitamin D, have it at night because I'm assuming you are not going to have a caffeinated black beverage before you go to bed. Yeah. Um. So yeah, top tip on that one. Um. Anything that you're gonna be putting in supplementation wise? Um. If you've covered the multivitamin and it's a high quality one, you've probably covered your sort of your vitamin C requirements. Yeah. No, on vitamin C, if you load up on vitamin C, like have a really big preloading, you yeah. can actually um, demolish DOMS. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. I've got a podcast coming up, actually, with a guy who was um, really kind of battered by an agency that I'm not going to that I'm not going to actually talk about but it's a really interesting podcast um and he did a full PhD thesis on DOMS okay yeah did it on footballers and all of these footballers were moaning and complaining that they were getting DOMS in their legs from doing their weight training to build themselves up and that kind of thing right so what he did was he um loaded them on vitamin C Uh like proper loaded them now the thing is with vitamin C you can only have so much until you you basically don't absorb it anymore and then you just pee it out right you don't don't store it 
Uh, you don't turn into oranges. But he loaded him up on vitamin C and then made him do a workout. And then at the end of that workout, made him run downhill. Mm. And then walk back up and then run downhill again until they physically could not walk anymore. So he basically crucified these footballers. They had the doms of their life for two days. And then after that, he did the same um, thing over and over and over again. But without the vitamin C loading, they never had doms again. Mm, interesting. It was very interesting. Yeah. It, was, it was quite an interesting study. And a lot of people have tried to replicate that study as well and come up with the same result. Mm. So sure. vitamin C does reduce DOMS. Do you think that there could be an adaptation process going on there, though, because they're doing the same workout and they're doing it after the vitamin C? So, you know, if you like, if you do like a safety bar squat and you haven't done a safety bar squat in like six months, you're going to get fucking sore after that, no matter what the loading or what your nutritional status. And then you do it, if you do the same safety bar squat, the same intensity, the same workload, like two weeks later, you you will just get less sore off of that because it's Definitely. not a novel stimulus anymore. So. Did Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree with it. There is going to be some kind of ad adaptation going on, but the mm. fact is, is that they were still doing. This was one workout that they did. Yeah. And then they obviously did this running stuff. That's not. That's not anything that they would do in terms of their football training. Of course. So this yeah, was yeah. just like hitting the fuck out of them. Um, and then when they went on to their football training, it was almost like that football training then was the novel stimulus okay. because they hadn't yeah. done it for such a long time. Yeah. But they weren't getting the DOMS from the football training. Yeah, sure. Which was what the end result was, which was what they wanted to, to have because obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. training in the off-season, they were getting DOMS and then lazy and blah, blah, blah and all the rest of it, moaning and muscle soreness. So it's just like, do you know what? We're just going to give you a fuckload of DOMS. <laughs> sure, sure. And, and you're not going to experience them again. So yeah, it was really interesting actually. It was a good... I've had a really good few interesting podcasts um and surprisingly it, it they were somewhat linked to bodybuilding but yep. other ones weren't it was more linked to like performance in boxing and the kind of testing that you can do to optimize your specific performance yeah sure and the training that you can do to optimize your specific goals yeah yeah you know it, there's some really interesting ones coming out actually so i'll be doing that but anyway enough about that we've kind of gone off on a tangent haven't we? yeah no sure it all, all makes sense i think you know people just have to appreciate the context of of those things and you know whilst we can try and apply them or, or put them in practice in in a bodybuilding realm um you know some some of those things might not cross transfer as evenly as we'd want kind of thing it's like anything you know research is research and what you what you learn on a practical field in terms of recovery and and soreness and doms and things like that is it's always going to be well in my opinion i'm always weighted more so on on the anecdotal side of things and and how people feel and respond and i think i think what i've seen from a recovery perspective is is supplements supplements or not the individuality on recovery curves is just vast like you you can't predict how someone's going to be able to recover from a certain amount of work regardless sure. of what you're doing from a even from a nutrition point of view um sometimes even from when sleep and when stress is remaining static some people from a genetic point of view just can't train for very long i have a yeah. female client that legit can't train hard for more than four weeks without being overreached oh uh, wow no okay. matter what she's doing no matter whether she's training low volume moderate volume high volume low intensity moderate intensity high doesn't matter she's mm. whatever she does 
She'll always reach a fourth or a fifth week and be overreached. She'll just get ill, and that's her sign. She'll just get sick. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and it's 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 actually very very frustrating sometimes because she'll just be making progress and getting momentum, and then she'll be like fucked off with the fact that she's got a deload because she started yeah. feeling like crap. Um, mm. But that's then and then obviously deloads and she's fine again. So it's not it's not anything else. You know, it's not like she's getting ill because of this or that or this. Um, she's not high stress. She's, you know, um, she's in, in an environment where she's got enough caloric needs to, to match the recovery. It's just, it, I honestly think it's just a genetic trait. You know, your ability to recover is, is, is just like your ability to gain tissue. It's sure. how are you set up? You know, have you got parents that, were active if you got parents that were not active if you you know what what's your genetic makeup like you know i think if you had you know a dad that was an endurance athlete and um and a mum that lifted weights or something like that that would be fucking epic you'd have the the combination of of both in a sense um, for sure and you'd be able so to my my kids are all right <laughs> yeah exactly man like they're gonna be recovering like no fucking tomorrow um yeah. So, and, and like I said at the start of the podcast, your ability to recover is your ability to progress. If you Absolutely. can recover, you, you know, you can do more work. You know, whilst I can train for eight weeks, so I'm essentially getting two more weeks potentially of hard training versus the client that I was mentioning. You know, I'm, I'm gaining, I'm, gain, I'm, I'm doing way more work. So I think that plus me, comparative to sort of other people that can't train for that long in a more favorable position. Um, so yes, it's it's a very very interesting, I think. Very interesting mm. the whole sort of individual recovery curves kind of thing. Um but something yeah. you, you just you you learn over time. You get better at noticing what you can and can't cope with, what you can and yeah. can't recover from. And take notes of it as well. I mean, I don't know if anybody else does it, but in my logbook, when I set up my logbook, I will always put what my sleep has been like the night before, how much I weigh that day, yeah. and how many meals I've managed to get in before I train. Because yeah. like some days, like I'm going away for the weekend this weekend with my family because it was Scott's birthday last week. So I'm taking him away this weekend. Um, so I've got to train earlier today to sure. get my session in. Mm. So I won't have my usual meals in my body before I obviously go and train. And this is another heavy, heavy session today. Sure. Um, so I'll always put that. And then at the end of the session, I'll always kind of give like an overall, an overall kind of score out of 10, like 10 being, I had to roll out of the leg press on my final set. Um, and crawl out to the car yeah. um, and then slowly contemplate driving back home because my clutch won't go down with the force from my quad. Yeah. And then like a three is is a deload basically and just like, yeah, it felt all right, but it yeah. was okay. But, yeah. but you can always kind of adjust those variables. And then the very next day, what I'll also do is I'll write down my level of muscle soreness. Mm. Like, am I sore from that training session? So I haven't been able to do any kind of pushing movements for a good three months because of my shoulder. Um, and then I went in and did like a little bit of a deload session, but also a bit of a practice to get the movement back in. Um, and I only pushed like 12 and a half kilo dumbbells on an incline press for chest. I was like, God, this is fucking boring. You know, three sets of 10 type of thing. But I tell you what, the next day, fucking hell, my Dumbs. chest was wrecking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like proper wrecking. And yeah. again, it's that, it's that stimulus again, isn't it? So even though the load was so light, because I'm normally pushing 30s, um, on an incline dumbbell 
I was there, 12 and a half people were laughing at me and stuff, and I'm like, shut off, it's been three months since I've done this and all the rest of it, just kind of protecting myself because I'm not stupid anymore. Sure. And then, and then, yeah, proper killing. Yeah. So yeah. it's, and it's, it's still not a massively, yeah, still slightly sore now on the stretch position. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but you know, so yeah, again, it is that recovery curve that you, but you do have to take so many variables into account. Yep. You know, how long has it been since your last training session? When have the DOMs obviously, um, have the DOMs been worse on day two this week, whereas like the following week, or compare it to the week before or something along those lines? And are you mm. adapting to that stimulus? Are you overreaching? Um, like you were talking about your girl as well. Sure. So there's lots of things that you need to take into consideration with the recovery curve. And it is all individualized. It's all personal. You can't just program somebody and say, right, in four weeks you're going to have a deload. Yeah, like you yeah. said, they might just be getting into the momentum in the swing of things, and then you're like, right, deload, because that's how you're programmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's what me and Valentin talked about yesterday. Like, we both don't agree with that approach. No. Um, we agree that, you know, you deload when you need to deload. Um, and I think, you know, like we, very, very similar process with the supplements. You know, you use supplements when you need to use supplements. You don't you don't just go, you know, oh, I'm losing fat now. Let's put in a fat burner let's do all of this shit you know just focus on doing the necessary um like doing the work that will get you towards the the goal whether it be muscle gain fat loss whatever and then when you need to when you need to sort of take it up that next notch you can add in some stuff you can start experimenting with pre-workout intra-workout post-workout you know and trying to optimize that window as much as you can but like i said you know start with the basics if you're not already nailing the basics and then um then you then you just yeah need to go from there but yeah yeah and that was a good chat um yeah, leave as it there always. and we'll chat in the next update if you have any questions guys please dm us um screenshot screenshot cool perfect <laughs> yeah if you have any questions guys please ask dm comment in the youtube section um but yeah uh, thank you for listening and we'll chat to you next week see you in a bit all right